This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Science Notes, a program on Otago Access Radio, brought to you by the Science News and Promotion Group at the University of Otago. Join me, Dave McMorrin, as I chat with graduate science students. We'll find out about their research, why they do science at all, and what music they enjoy. Science Notes, Thursdays from 6.30 till 7pm, only on Otago Access Radio. Well, good evening and welcome to Science Notes again for another week. My name's Dave McMorrin and this time our guest is Sam Purdy. Hi, Sam. Howdy. Thanks for coming along. Um, so we're doing this by Zoom, as we have been for a while now. So um, Sam's in his bedroom, by the look of it, and um, I'm in my office. And one day we might get to do this and actually in the studio again. But for the moment, it's Zoom, so hopefully the sound will be okay. Um, Sam's doing an MSc, a Master's in Wildlife Management at Otago University. So we'll be talking a bit tonight about what he's been up to um, for that. But spoiler alert, he's talking about geckos. We'll start with the first bit of music which Sam's um, brought along to play, and that is... Hurricane by Kanye West. See this in 3D All lights out for me All lights out for me Lightning strikes the beach 80 degrees Warm it up for me It's a lot to digest when you 
moving. Architectural digest, but I need a home improvement. $60 million home, never went home to it. Genius gone clueless, it's a whole lot to risk. Alcohol anonymous, who's the busiest loser? Heated by the rumors, read into it too much. Fiend in for some true love, ask him what do you love? Hard to find what the truth is, but the truth was that the truth suck. Always in the do stuff, but this time it was too much. Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody hurts, but I don't judge rentals. It was all so simple. I see you in 3D. The dawn is bright for me. No more dark for me. I know you're watching me. 80 degrees. Burning up the leaves. You're listening to Science Notes on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, where this time we're talking with Sam Purdy, who's doing a Master's in Wildlife Management. So before we get into talking about um, your geckos, how was it that you've ended up doing a Master's? So I have always been fascinated with wildlife, absolutely love it, and I... I did an undergraduate degree in zoology slash ecology, and then I continued on to do a postgraduate diploma in wildlife management, and you know, been hooked on native lizards, you know, skinks, geckos, and obviously I love frogs and so I all that too. But so um, your undergraduate been, was at Otago, correct? Yeah. And correct. are you are you from Dunedin originally, or no? I'm actually from Rotorua, on okay. the North Island. Yeah. So uh, come a long way, um, but. Yeah, I love it down here. Dunedin's a really good location if you're interested in wildlife and also if you're interested in reptiles specifically because we're not very far from a whole bunch of different places. They have, in my opinion, some of the coolest reptiles on the planet. And um, yeah, so I've, I've done a bit. So I kind of took like a, I initially was going to go straight into my thesis after I finished my postgraduate program wildlife management, but I ended up kind of taking a year off, I deferred my master's and during that year I basically just uh, did a bunch of work, we worked on some personal projects but also um, yeah, did a bunch of work for people like DOC and some other organisations and ecological consultancies and basically just working with reptiles and stuff uh, and uh, yeah, uh, fortunately I, I'm good friends with Carrie Knox who's a herpetologist and also um, a new Joe Monks quite well and so she thought there'd be a good alpine lizard project to do and I've changed it quite a bit as I've gone along initially I was going to be doing stuff with skinks and I was going to be looking at uh, recently discovered alpine rock skink and scree skink and looking at some relationships there but over the summer some of my major questions I ended up answering before I had even sort of take undertaken my thesis because Harry and I spent a lot of time in the field doing some thunder doc stuff and also just stuff. 
and we ended up answering a lot of these questions. And so I was kind of like, oh, like <laughs> how much of this am I actually going to be able to answer now with my thesis? So it didn't really make much sense to do that. So I've kind of focused full bore on these um, geckos now. But, yeah. Okay. So for the uninitiated, what's the difference? I mean, I, I, as someone who knows that a skink is a lizard and a gecko is a lizard, what's the, the differences between them that, that you care about geckos now more than skinks? <laughs> I wouldn't say I care about them more. Uh, I love them both just as much. I, I, previously, I was a bit more interested in geckos, you know, the guys and stuff. As you come to learn a bit more about them, you appreciate them both just as much as each other. But um, they belong to different taxonomic families. So skinks belong to the family Skinksidae, geckos belong to the family Geconidae. And physically, they're different, they're different quite, you know, Market so like geckos for instance they typically have quite large big eyes and skinks don't tend to have super large eyes but the key difference between them here is that most well, all skinks they have eyelids right so they can open and close their eyes and clean them whereas geckos except one lineage basically all geckos they don't have eyelids they have a protective scale on their eye and so they actually have to keep that clean by licking it right. So that's why I see videos of geckos, you know, licking their eyes and that's how they do it. But also geckos, they typically have quite a sort of broad, defined head and like a sort of distinct neck, um, whereas skinks are kind of just like one big, you know, sausage shape almost. They don't yeah. really have sort of a specific neck with a head that juts out. Yeah, they're a bit more you like know, a, snake bit, with a, a snake with legs, aren't they, skinks? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're quite closely related to skinks. Um, and geckos also have these amazing amazing toes so they have quite broad toes most of the time and they're covered in these fine structures called lamellae which are basically like little grippy strips and so skinks do have lamellae too but they're typically much more reduced because most skinks they're not developed for climbing up vertical surfaces and hanging upside down and stuff certainly some skinks are about to climb up trees and all that but they're not quite as uh, specialized as geckos are for climbing so Geckos have these beautiful big toe pads with lamellae on them. Uh, and those are sort of a couple of the major differences between them. I think actually um, I've done a show a long time ago, maybe um, from a chemistry point of view, about how geckos' feet work, because I teach that stuff in, in first year as well. Oh, cool. Um, geckos are cool. So they are, and, and they live in New Zealand at least, they, they live in the same sorts of habitats? Yep. Which is why you're yeah. kind of just switching from one to the other really easily yeah so Otiaki conservation park uh is this amazing bit of conservation land that recent surveys have just found an abundance of lizard life there uh, so starting in about 2016 there's a species uh, at the time that they weren't sure if it was a distinctive species uh, they thought it might have been just a cryptic scene basically but uh, scientists have come to recognise this uh, unique taxon, the Otiaki skink, which is, belongs to the Inconspicuum group of cryptic skinks. So that was sort of one of the first animals found there that was quite different to other things. Uh, and then subsequently, in 2018 and onwards, there's just been discovery after discovery in this place, just because no one's ever really been up in this neck of the woods and spent time all over the show. So uh, first, the alpine rock skink was discovered, which is a relative of the skink. Amazing, amazing, beautiful, beautiful skink. Uh, and then also the rock hopper skink was discovered, which to most people just looks like 
the same as all the other rest of the small brown skinks that we have in New Zealand. Uh, it's only once you get up close and you have a look at this thing, you're like, oh, actually, there are some little differences. And then, and perhaps the most remarkable uh, is the discovery of the algae code. So when they were doing a survey in 2018 looking for Wotiaki skinks to learn more about them, herpetologist Tony Jewell broke open a rock, and there was this beautiful gecko with dark, dark eyes. And at the time, such a gecko was only known as far south as Kaikoura, so way up in the top of the South Island, and I'm from the sort of Kaikoura ranges and over to Tasman up in the mountains there. And so immediately you're hundreds of kilometers away from where these things are. It's like, oh my God, like this is this is absolutely astounding and possibly a southern population of those. But as it turns out, they are quite divergent. Um, I believe about six to eight percent divergent. And this is more than enough to consider them a separate species. And they have a bunch of different morphological features as well. So yeah, that was extremely exciting. And so your your masters then is this on another new gecko again? So this one's focused on that gecko. Oh, on that one, gecko. right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. So all that's been published about it is the form of species description paper, which was written by Knox et al. And that's a awesome paper. Definitely encourage you to look at that. It's a really cool paper. That, you know, talks all about that thing. But um, yeah, there's still lots to learn about it. So initially, it was only known in Wotiaki Conservation Park from this area that was less than a hectare. They only found them on a few rock tours. And, you know, they've done surveys for a couple of summers and unfortunately not found any more. And so it's starting to look a bit, you know, a bit, a bit worrying for the gecko. So something that gives me hope with these sorts of situations is that some of these animals, we know so little about them. They're so cryptic. They've remained undetected for so long. Yeah. And so, therefore, the possibility that they exist elsewhere doesn't seem out of the question. Uh, I know some people who were a bit like, oh, you know, it's a bit worrying because, you know, they see them at night just sitting there on the rock tours, just so vulnerable to predators that mm. it's considerable that they could have disappeared in a bunch of places. However, uh, the following summer, uh, they've done two summer searching, and then I think the following summer, uh, myself and Kerry Knox uh, actually finally found a new population of these things in a different mountain range about 40 k's away and so that was really really reassuring um and helped a lot and since then we've found them in a bunch of different places but there's still a lot to learn about so your research then largely just goes up is involving going up there sitting quietly off to the side and watching what they're up to yeah, yeah in a way so i go up into the mountains and uh go spotlighting for these things at night because they are primarily not you know, no one's ever seen one just out during the daytime that I'm aware of. It's probable that occasionally they'll opportunistically some bass, but these black-eyed geckos, excuse me, these black-eyed geckos, they seem to be, yeah, more so cryptic than some other species. And like a lot of other species, you can find them during the day under rocks and stuff. But very few of these animals have ever been found just sort of under like a surface rock. But, um, yeah, we I'm trying to learn a bit more about them and what they're mostly involves is long, late at night spotlighting uh, in the dark and the cold <laughs> and yeah, just finding these animals and tracking them, taking a bunch of data. So one of the things we've been doing, Jeremy suggested this, it was a really cool idea uh, done in other countries with other species is using fluorescent pigments to track the animals. 
So overseas and put a you know, you know, snake, put in a bag with some fluorescent powders, then release it. You come back at night and those pigments fluoresce under UV light. So you can see where the animal's been. Ah, and so we mm. thought it might be cool to test that with these alpine geckos and see if it's useful for learning about their habitat use. And so far, uh, I, you know, we've got a very small sample size, but of the about nine geckos I've looked at, it's already telling us a lot and stuff that we didn't really understand super well previously. Like you could, you know, infer some of it, but yeah, so basically it's, it's non-toxic. Uh, that's not to say it's, you know, I mean, I, I, most people probably wouldn't like getting covered in fluorescent pigments, but these geckos are absolutely hardy animals, and so I suspect they don't mind too much. Uh, and they put some of that on their undersides, the, feet, the underside of their tail and their belly, trying to avoid this local area, their mouth, their eyes, all that. Release them and come back. And so I'll go back and I'll see where they've been. And I've actually found a couple of the geckos by following their trails following night. And then, oh my God, they're the geckos. And so it's like, uh, and sometimes the trails get really confusing. You're like, oh, where did it go here? So it's a bit of a mystery sometimes, but really useful for learning about them. And one of the ones I followed was actually under a surface rock. And it obviously spent the day there as a pregnant female. So she was obviously underneath a surface rock rather than, you know, down the screen or something. And yeah, only one has ever actually been found under and was initially between the surface rocks. So already quite cool stuff using these fluorescent pigments. So to what extent can you infer from the behaviour and, and the, the, the ecology of other geckos what you should expect for these ones? Are they kind of similar across different species or...? Is a standard New Zealand thing, and they're all kind of weird and different to everywhere else. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. So um, these geckos belong to the group called the forest geckos, the Mukopiriraka, which in Te Reo basically means lizards that sit trees. Um, but not all of these Mukopiriraka actually live on trees. In fact, a lot of them are alpine species, and they still do. Or previously, some of them at least would have lived in forest, and uh, now a lot of them are just living up in the alpine because across much of their known range. There's no more forest anymore, so they kind of mm. suck up there. But anywho, uh, so most of the Mokopiriraka, they're quite similar in their behaviour. You know, uh, pretty much all of them are capable of living up in alpine areas. However, this group that I'm working with, the, the Huratao geckos, which sort of, I guess you could say they form a clade with uh, black-eyed geckos. I, well, I wouldn't really say a clade, but they're kind of, they're kind of closely related and very similar in their ecology. They're, they are they do seem to be a little more different. So where most geckos often you know hang out in quite shrubby areas, you know, shrubby boulder fields and sometimes rocky grasslands and things like that. These things don't. These things tend to sort of be more higher elevation speci specialists, rock specialists. Previously, they were thought to be specifically rock tour bluff crevice you know specialists and the same was thought about these geckos the hudetel geckos because they were discovered at rock tours but we've subsequently found them using a greater diversity of habitat but it's still it's still you know quite homogenous rocky stuff it's not you know you know, we've never found them in you know some sort of tussock land under some rocks they don't really live in that sort of stuff yeah. so they are a bit different in there we're getting to be just about out of time, but to finish, can you tell me, and I, I, I ask this 
it's a straw man sort of question, but but why do we care about knowing about these geckos from in your point of view? Well, for a start, I think they're just so unbelievably cool. Um, you know, our, our lizards are so diverse, and I think people fail to appreciate this. We're often quite focused on our birds, and while these geckos may not necessarily have, you know, immense economic or cultural significance, I think it's our responsibility to look after these things and do as much as we can to learn about them. Um, just because of their inherent value, they're so special and we have so much to learn about them. And they're also, especially when we consider things like climate change and stuff, understanding these geckos, uh, you know, it's, it's important we do that sooner rather than later because climate change may have implications for these animals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, who knows how many that had more, more effectively than this one have already been lost. Well, thanks, Sam, for coming along. Um, clearly, this is your thing. You're very passionate about your, your geckos, and that's cool. Um, and thank you out there for listening, everyone. And I'll just remind you um, that you can listen to the show again next week at the same time, and then at your leisure as a podcast from the Otago Access Radio website, which is www.oar.org.nz. We will finish with Sam's second piece of music that he's brought along, which is... The weekend gasoline. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone.
program on Otago Access Radio, brought to you by the Science News and Promotion Group at the University of Otago. Join me, Dave McMorran, as I chat with graduate science students. We'll find out about their research, why they do science at all, and what music they enjoy. Science Notes, Thursdays from 6.30 to 7pm, only on Otago Access Radio. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.